Hunter to Stefanovic. Here he is, Williams. Patient. Going to work. Got it. The answer. Three seconds. No timeouts. Harper for the win. Oh! It counts at the buzzer. Trosha Morelos. Waters. Deep three for the win. He got it. Drive the basketball. And there he goes. Here he Coming goes. Drive the, the basketball. basketball. Oh. They get it back, though. They get Up it back. Seal oh. for the win. Oh, and oh. they win it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It went down. Oh, my God. Racing. Pull up. Three. No good. Rebound, Carolina. And the fairy tale ride for the Tar Heels continues. Coach K's legendary career has come to a close. And Brown on Manic, and here we go. Manic circling around and slipped underneath. They go to Love. Love's going to be the one to take it. Puts up the shot. It's off. The game is over. And Kansas completes the biggest championship comeback. All time. Welcome back to this week's LSU edition of On the Line, a college basketball podcast. I'm joined, as always, with my host, Ben. Um, ben, how are we doing? How was the game tonight? You were in attendance tonight against NC Central. How was it? I was pretty dead, but, uh, you know, for a Tuesday night at 6 o'clock, not expecting much uh, much different. It was hard for me to get there uh, on time with the traffic, and I got to work at 4.30, so, like, to make it home and come back. I'm sure a lot of people, it was tough. So it was pretty dead. There have been some games where it's been pretty full, but, um, you know, it's one of those, the new coaching staff's going to have to prove themselves that they can win. And then people start showing up. Same thing happened with Will Wade. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I think, I think finals is over. So, I mean, the students aren't even up there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you're not going to, you're not going to have, you're not gonna have that. I remember um we played we played it was um Oklahoma when it was Buddy Healed against Ben Simmons. We played them in the middle of like Christmas break and a bunch of people went up and, and went. But that like we don't we don't really have that opponent leading leading in. So I'd kind of expect that to be a common theme in these home. Um, uh, Christmas games for sure but moving on uh, let's let's compare and contrast I guess how we thought this LSU team would play and operate heading into the season and how they've operate how they've operated so far so uh, Ben take us away there what you know what was what was your expectations on how this team would would get it done essentially the MO of the team versus what we're seeing now I think defensively, we pretty much had it on the spot. Uh, staunch man-to-man. They play really hard. Um, they stay really connected to their guys. Uh, KJ's been as advertised on defense. He's been pretty solid down low, blocking some shots. Our guards have been able to stay in front of people for the most part, outside of probably Juice Hill, who who's struggling, who kind of has always struggled on the defensive end in his career. But defensively, I think 
we were pretty spot on with what we expected, maybe even a little bit better than what I expected. I, I think they play very, very good man-to-man defense. Uh, they're good at, f- at flashing on the pick and rolls, uh, the big man flashing, allowing the guard to get back to the ball handler. They're very good at that. Um, offensively, it's a little different than what we thought. I think uh, Derek Fountain's a big contributor to this team, offensively and rebounding. Uh, even tonight, he probably had 12, 14 points, just offensive rebound putbacks. He's been a big, big force. He's provided a lot of energy on both sides of the floor. Um, you know, that was one of the guys we kind of talked about. He could be playing 25 minutes a game or zero minutes a game. We really had no idea. He was kind of a wild card with no, really no game time at Mississippi State at all. So um, I would say probably him and then Cam Hayes in the last five, six games, really establishing himself as a rotation piece and even getting the start tonight for the first time just able to make shots. And that's something they need on the offensive end. He can just make shots. He's a trustworthy ball handler and he's able to get to the rim really well. Just an athletic kid uh, shoots with confidence and they really need him too. So offensively, I would say probably Cam Hayes and Derek Fountain were surprises. I definitely agree with Fountain. Um, I definitely agree with Fountain though. We, we did not really have much expectations heading in it. And honestly, that I mean, not not to defend us too much, but like how how could you really have expectations with the guy? Uh, he was on an SEC team, didn't see any minutes. I, I I don't really know what the expectations were to have when he when he transferred and came over, but but I've been I've been very impressed with him. He's you know he's a he's a gritty college basketball player. I mean tonight he had fourteen rebounds and. Um, I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna need that come SEC play. So I do like what I've seen from him. I'm surprised how quick of a leash he has with with Juice Hill. Uh, I I thought I thought he would he would get a lot of just the you know fam- familiarity to him and and get that run. But no, I I mean, I I. Completely agree on the defense, though. It's it's exactly what we thought we'd see. It's not they're not pressing like they did with Will Wade, um, or any of that stuff. So, yeah, and I've been honestly surprised with how good some of our guys are one on one defensively. Really, the only detriment that we have on the floor is, is Juice Hill at times, just because of his size, and uh, sometimes he gets driven by by some faster guards. But every single other person on the floor pretty much plays really good one on one man defense. Um, yeah, I think I think to win some games, we're gonna have to go back to maybe one of those Will Wade teams, or it was throw it up and go get it on the offensive end. That seems like our best offense right now with Fountain and Williams. Uh, that's what we were killing it at tonight. We couldn't make anything tonight. We we generated fifteen wide open three pointers, and we couldn't nail any of them. I mean, it was ridiculous. It's not gonna happen every night, especially with Adam Miller uh, going through a little slump right now, which. It's kind of concerning with SEC play rolling around in about two weeks. You really need him hot. Yeah, it's been – I think the last two games he might be (laughs) two of 25 or something like that. It's very bad. He he can't make anything right now. Um, It's it's bad. And it's really bad because they run – they run a lot of these, you know, off-ball screens and curling actions for him. And – It's getting good looks. If he's catching that – yeah, but if, but if he's catching that and he's not he's not getting 
like he's not able to hit it at all, all of a sudden that takes away the second part of the offense, which is him driving after he curls it or after he, you know, does catch the ball for the three and hits a pump fake or, or, you know, just attacks on the closeout. They're not, they're not going to close that hard on Howard on him at all because he can't. It, it's it's tough to watch, and, and and again he's he's coming off an ACL tear, so I I don't want to I don't want to just say like oh wow Adam Miller is completely lost it. I mean it, it's going to take him time to to get his legs back under him, and um, you know so no, well, I, had, I'm not had, I'm not really too. Yeah, he had good shooting games early in the season, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it on the ACL or anything like that. I just think it's one of those slumps that shooters go through i mean uh he's got a good stroke he's got a good base he de- it's not one of those slumps where it's like he's just jacking up shots like he's not taking bad shots at all he's taking shots within the offense wide open kickouts you, you um you said those curl plays he, they run a lot of those for him and they, they get really good looks off of it because people are concerned about williams and fountain crashing towards the glass and uh it's just eventually they have to go down or they're not going to go down and he's going to be a detriment and his minutes are going to dwindle because he can't be out there and missing those wide open threes. Yeah, he's he's an okay defender, but he's not someone where it's like, oh, God, we have to leave him on the court for his defense, too. Uh, so, yeah. Um, lo- Looking forward to SEC play. What have you seen that's been, you know, give me I, I didn't tell you this pre-show but give me three things that you have seen that you're like okay these are these are going to serve us well in sec play and give us three things that you've not been so so comfortable with um first things kj williams i think uh you mentioned this earlier this week to me i think kj williams gonna be on the all sec team i think he's one of the better big men in the conference i have not been impressed with watching the other sec teams their big men at all um especially with brazil going down for arkansas alabama doesn't really have a you know an established big of course you got to you got Callan castleton who honestly looks like a step off from last year but it's still going to show up you know colin castleton always kills us every time so but I, I don't think there's really wait. Quick, can I can I say something really quick about Colin Castleton? Yeah. <laughs> uh, worst uh, impromptu worst thing I saw this season in college basketball, and this is no disrespect to Colin Castleton. Uh, there there was a game going on, and they put the game on a side by side screen to interview Colin Castleton. <laughs> and again, no disrespect to Colin Castleton. I want to watch the game. It was like it was like during the, it was like during the PK eighty five. Uh, they 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 did they did a split screen interview with Colin Castleton. Unless James Naismith comes back from the dead, I don't need to see who they're doing the split screen interview with. Okay, ran over. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. But go back to KJ Williams being a beast. Yeah, I just think he's gonna be one of the better big men in um in the conference. I think he's gonna be your best matchup pretty much every night. Um, you know, he provides a a unique skill set with his power, but also his ability to step out and shoot the three-pointer. And he has a little quickness down low on his turnarounds, and he's got good touch. Uh, I just think most nights we're going to have an advantage down there with KJ. So that would be number one. 
Number two would be the offensive rebounding. Like like I mentioned, uh, offensive rebounding seems to be one of the best offensive in, offenses in college basketball year after year after year. We see it in Houston every single year. They kill teams with that. They It's, it's free points. It's 10 to 15 to 20 free points every single night. Um, LSU's looked really good on that end, especially with our shooting woes. Uh, they need that a lot, and they've really capitalized on that down low. Fountain is, is so energetic on the offensive boards. He always finds the ball. KJ is great as well. So I would say that would be number two. Number three, um, Hayes and Hill, Juice Hill. One of them are going to have to start making three-pointers. Hayes looks like he's going to be the one right now, and uh, he's shooting the ball really well. You know, if if Adam Miller starts shooting better, then you're going to have Miller and KJ shooting, and you, you're going to need that third guy to really stretch the floor. Cam Hayes has really stepped up, and – um. I don't see anything fluky about the way he's been playing lately. I think that he's probably there to stay in the rotation and he's only gaining confidence. He's a really big confidence player from what I saw at him at NC state. He was pretty streaky there too, but um, man, if he keeps streaking up, that'd be a big, big plus this team. And uh, you're always going to need shooting in the sec with the tough uh, defense down low. So those would be my, my three positive keys for LSU going to the sec play. Definitely agree with you on the KJ Williams piece of this. He's, I mean, he, he's been every bit of positive as you, as you could think. I'm not as sold on you with the offensive rebounding. Um, we're currently 100, 139th in offensive rebound percentage offensively. That's, I mean, uh, uh, that's, that's, that's better, but it's not. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the asset that you think it is. I think we're kind of currently preying on our competition, preying on who we're playing. So I, I wouldn't be too optimistic. I'm going to go with something that's been bad lately, and it's the three-point shooting. I do I do think eventually our, our three-point shots just, just have to fall. Um, like we need them to fall because that's that's going to be one of my negatives is a, a, a kind of a counter to that but i've been i've been really kind of discouraged with, with how we're shooting um i i need Milwaukee wilkinson getting getting more run for the very reason we're, we're we we eventually will start knocking down shots and and we have too many good shooters to not be um, last thing I'd say is just, just the depth of guards that we have is, is really encouraging. And that's always, that's always a great thing to, uh, to have an SEC play. Now on to the negative, the number one thing that this team has struggled with, that is, it, it's not something that's really easy to fix is the, the entry pass to KJ Williams. We we really fumble the entry passes to KJ Williams, and the one that they're they're scared to death to make is the over the head of the fronter. Like like when he's getting fronted, they they do not admit like making that pass. They get so scared of the weak side help, and I guess they're scared of like lot like throwing it too short to him. But to me, that's gonna be how. Even in the SEC, majority of the bigs play him because once once KJ has you pinned, he's too big. And he gets to that baby hook. 
he's I mean, like he's going to take two drop steps into you and you're under the goal and you're not able to block the shot. And again, I I, I know he's better go up in a step of competition, but KJ Williams is just that big and that strong and that fundamental where you can't let him get post position on you. So a lot of teams are going to front him. Okay. And when they front him, they're going to want to bring weak side help, right? So what's going to be open? The corner three, which is why I, I kind of want to see Mwani a little bit more in the lineup. I'd like I'd like to see Mwani out there. I'd like to see Adam Miller on one wing um, and really take advantage of that and get, get defenses scrambling so we can have open threes and, and get open driving lanes. But we we have to be able to make that pass because that is a that is a free two points every single time they front them. You 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 have to make that pass. Um, so that's number one. Number two has been there. There's been some lapses defensively, uh, especially in transition. This is this is not a good transition team defensively. Mm-hmm. We we can we constantly lose our man tra- in transition on defense. It's it, it it's just not pretty. Uh, and then the other thing for us is is our turnover rate. Um, we. we 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 are turning we are generating turnovers defensively, but we're kind of giving the ball right back. We're we're currently at eighteen point nine percent, which is kind of middle of the pack. But we we commit a lot of really dumb, really dumb turnovers, and yeah, we we just we just can't we we can't do that. Um, our non steal turnover percentage is two hundred sixty six in the country. Yeah. So, well, um. A lot. It goes that, with that what you're talking about that earlier. Is a lot of. I, I feel like a lot of those actually come from the missed uh, entry passes. I feel like we miss a lot of entry passes. They go out of bounds. They get kicked around. The other team gets them. I feel like a lot goes that way. And also, you're talking about throwing over the top to KJ. I felt like that a lot tonight. Um, North Carolina Central, very well coached team. You know, they recognized we were shooting bad. They they went to a zone. They had an over-the-top pass on the baseline to the big guy all night, and they didn't want to throw it. Um, who knows? This may be a point of emphasis for the coaching. Um, you know, it's kind of a risky pass, one would say, and maybe they don't want them throwing that pass, but you're going to have to eventually, uh, you know, if you don't, then you just shrink the court for yourself, and uh, you can't shrink the court any more than it always already is in SEC play because it's going to get <laughs> small very quickly. Yes, it is. But um, yeah, those are those are my three negatives. Do you do you have any other negatives you kind of want to get out there? I mean, we already harped on, but the shooting, I just think other players are gonna have to step up. Uh, Justice Williams got to step up. I, I I think Imwani. I think the reason why he's not playing honestly is actually a good thing for our other players. I think a lot of our other players have been playing very very good man on man defense, and that's kind of Imwani's calling card. And so it's not that much of a difference between Mwani and, say, Cam Hayes right now, who's playing very good, or Adam Miller, who puts in a lot of effort man-on-man. It's really strange because they play so well one-on-one man-on-man, but like you were saying, off-ball and transition, they kind of lose their guy. But when it's man-on-man, they're really good at covering the pick-and-rolls and stuff like that. But, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why Mwani gets out there because, you know, we like Mwani, but a lot of people don't, you know, uh, say the ball handling, you know, he turns the ball over. He's not a very good passer, uh, not very good off the dribble. He's, he, and he's so a, he's a guard. He's a guard wing tweener. And that is that is no place to be in college basketball. 
Yeah, and so we have other guys out there who are performing well in defense right now that can do that. You know, even Justice Williams is a good ball handler. He, he's a long guy. He finishes well at the rim. And uh, I, I just think that's probably why Imwani's not getting so many minutes. Yeah, I, I I could definitely see that. I, but man, I mean, te- teams are going to keep giving us that 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 lob entry pass, and and that that usually brings help side on on the like help fr- from the weak side. Uh, so we we have to capitalize on that. Anything yeah, I, else you want to preview going into SEC play for this? Well, team? I would I would just like to mention I think this is actually a pretty good coaching job I've met me man so far. Uh, the one game you lost is to, to a team ranked ahead of you in the Ken Palm rankings, which is pretty good rankings for for where your team's at. Uh, it was in inconspicuous also, circumstances. I mean, <laughs> it, it was a very strange yeah. circumstances. We'll just, Easily we'll could have won. We'll just put game. it like that, man. Easily could have won the game. And if you finish with wins at Winthrop and ETSU, well, you go 10-1 in non-conference. That's a very good result. I I agree. Well, no, you would you'd be eleven and one because you eleven and one, correct. You won tonight, so you're nine and one. So you'd be eleven and one. Um but but I'll tell you, uh, you know, I wasn't I wasn't really feeling as down the, the about about the Kansas State loss until we beat Wake the way we did, where Justice Hill, I, I mean, have you have you ever seen a guard get qu- to, to the rim quicker than that? So I, I was kind of like, all right, I mean, y- you kind of have to feel that these these players know that the the time and the score. I know it's a crazy concept, but you you can't fault us for the clock not running it. Just, just all, all around bizarro, bizarro game. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna harp on a loss in the Grand Caymans about this team. Um, but I mean, I am gonna harp on the process a little bit of how we've gotten these other nine wins. Definitely, definitely some, some room for improvement. But if you were to give us a grade at this point through ten games, basically, basically a third of the season, what would be your grade? I give it a B. I mean, it's result driven. B B plus. It's result driven. You've gotten results. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter when I don't think the committee looks at it at the end of the year whether you beat a team by five or fifteen. It really matters about the bad losses, and you haven't taken any of those, which is a very good sign. Also, I think Wake is probably going to be a quality win at the end of the year. I think Wake is a pretty decent basketball team. You know, Appleby, the transfer from Florida, has been playing well. I think he'll continue that ACC play. I think the ACC is probably a little down this year, and Wake does pretty well in the ACC this year. So I think that will be good. Um, The only other thing I'd like to mention is, man, when this non-conference ends, it gets really rough. The entire month of January (laughs) is an absolute murder's row. I mean, you go Arkansas. Matt Matt McMahon. Yeah, he thought it was a joke. I was going to say Matt McMahon before the season. He thought it was a joke. Like He thought (laughs) they were playing playing a joke on him. Like, oh, yeah, newcomer. So you got got nine games to start the the season. You got nine games to start the season. You host Arkansas, you go at Kentucky, at AM, you host Florida, at Alabama, Auburn at home, Tennessee at home, at Arkansas, and you host Texas Tech. Those are your first nine games. Casey, I think a pretty good outcome of that would be three and six. I, I think that'd be I think I was, that'd be I was just, pretty decent. 
I think if you won they, four if, games, if they, go, if they go three and six, oh my god! If they if they if they go four if they go four wins, you give McMahon an extension. I mean, if you go four and five in that stretch, I, I think three that, and that's six the coach of the future is probably what you're aiming for. I, I think you can you might be able to take one yeah, off three, of which Florida I mean, and maybe you catch Texas Tech. At obviously, home. if you're McMahon. Obviously, if you're a man, you're not telling the team like, hey, you know, if we can win three <laughs> out of these nine games, you know, it's a great. But realistically, if you gave him some true serum, um, I, I think he'd probably agree with you that. Yeah, I mean, if we can get three or four wins, we're we're really in business to to make to make the tournament. I agree um, to, to, to see postseason play. So any anything else on LSU before we get out of here? Uh no, just just looking forward to these last two non-conference games. Uh, each of them present uh, something a little tricky. Uh, both uh, traditionally good defensive teams in Winthrop and ATSU. They're struggling a bit this year, but uh, strong strong basketball programs in their conferences. And uh, you just gotta get wins. Like I said, doesn't matter where you win by five or fifteen. You just get wins. Uh, don't take any bad losses and see what you can do. See what you can do. Yeah, I mean, uh, Winthrop lost our uh, our our baby boy DJ Burns, who we all we all were very fond of. Um, is currently at NC State, I believe. So, yeah, that it's it's tough to lose your best player and still be still be competitive. So I, I I fully expect to us to take these wins. I would like to see us seize control for both these games and not not have that uh you know middle middle eight minute stretch in the middle of the game where you're like, are we gonna are we gonna lose to a SoCon team? Are we gonna lose really? Right, is is this what we're gonna do? But no, I, I agree with you. They they have not they have not had the the bad loss, which is really huge. If you, if you want to go look at some, some other uh, division one teams and what they've done in their, their gimme games, I think we'll, uh, I think we'll bring some encouragement to, to Tigerland. Yeah. John Rothstein's thumbs are burning every night from doing the epitome of brutality tweet. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, and your thumbs could be burning from uh, hitting that subscribe to On the Line, a college basketball podcast on all podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Music. And you can catch us later this week when we do our NCA, uh, you know, season. Kind of, kind of a where we are in, in the season heading into conference play. Uh, we're gonna start giving you some previews of the conferences. But we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna have to give you a uh, a overarching review of where we are at this current point because Ben and I have some um, best things and worst things that we've seen so far that we are dying to get to to tell the people. But until next time, thank you. See you.